All right, what is up? It's championship weekend in the NFL. It's down to the final four. We're already here. I can't believe just a flash of a season, and I I can't believe we're already here. It's been an incredible postseason so far, I would say. Honestly, for me, uh, on the AFC side, um, NFC, well, the, the divisional weekend was good, but nonetheless, very good games ahead of us. I am joined with um, my boy Kyle Frazier, aka Frazier Knows Best, at Frazier Knows Best on um, everything, including his blog, um, Frazier Knows Best dot blogspot dot com. You I got think. it. And yeah, I got it. All right, and um, all right, man, how we feeling? Oh, our resident Niners fan, of course. He's having he's having a very good sports season. He has the Lakers right now. He has the Niners going deep, and uh, it's. It's looking pretty good. He's a Giants fan as well, but we're not quite there yet, and we'll, we'll keep that in the back burner as of right now. But um, he's looking good, and uh, we're going to be getting his takes on uh, Niners-Packers coming up on Sunday. But we're going to cover both games, AFC Championship first, get the opponent, uh, get some takes on what we think of these two teams. And, um, man, I just got to say it's uh, – it's it's a really intriguing matchup. It really is. I I am incredibly impressed with Mike Vrabel and what he's been able to do in this postseason against um, first off the Patriots on the road, taking taking that team on with that defense and um, and then going to the MVP's house and just putting it on them, just imposing their will on the Baltimore Ravens, which I certainly didn't see coming. And then we have the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid, really trying to make it back. And what an incredible story that would be with Patrick Mahomes in his second year as starter. And that team uh, certainly deserves it as well. It's it, it's it's just it's looking to be so good, man. And I I just right now can this Kansas City Chiefs team or this defense in particular, Steve Spagnuolo, can they stop Derrick Henry, man? Like can I don't know if they could do it. Do you think they could do it? Man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild week, like you said. And I mean, what it kind of boils down to uh, in baseball, for example, it's always it's usually the hottest team that wins it all, opposed to the best team. And that's kind of what we've seen here so far with the Titans. Uh, you know, the Titans, like you said, they've been able to knock off the defending champs, Tom Brady and the Patriots. And now, mm-hmm. you know, they knocked off this year's consensus, consensus MVP and Lamar Jackson, the number one seeded Ravens. Uh, Henry, man, they're just giving him the ball and he's running up and down the field running guys over just just running down yeah. the team's throats and um yeah it's it's a, it's, a, it's a wild story i mean coming into the year you know nobody really would have taken the Titans serious and then they got Absolutely Ryan not. Tannehill in there and he's the guy that flips the script and turned them into this potential Super Bowl you know team which is crazy nobody saw it coming of course yeah it's it's incredible what Tannehill, what Tannehill has been able to do. They started off um, six weeks in, two wins. They're two and four. They throw Tannehill in there, and they just they just go on a tear. And uh, in regards to Tannehill, he has been very good. He has been very good. He he's showed up for this team, and he he's provided a spark. But the the match is Derrick Henry. But Tannehill in the playoffs, he he's he's been relatively quiet he's done his job he's made he's made some very good throws when it mattered but I believe he's what in the postseason I think he's 
not even over 350 total yards, which is, and they're winning these games still. Right. And it just, it just goes to show um, they're, they're the, I've been thinking about this all day. They're the AFC counterpart to the San Francisco 49ers in my mind. They, they have that quarterback that is playing very well is, is putting them in good enough spots. Maybe they'll make the, the mistake that you can emphasize, but overall their running game and the way they can just, and their offensive line, the way they control the line of scrimmage, the Niners own that in a similar way. Um, and just Taylor Lewan and the ex-Ram Roger Saffold, who I miss so dearly. I feel like he's a key part in that interior offensive line, but he's been killing it for them. And um, quiet start, but when it mattered most, they're making a deep playoff run. But yeah, going to Kansas City, they were there last year. Overtime loss to the Patriots, a, a gut like gut wrencher. I, I think for everybody in the football world that wasn't Patriots fans, I think everybody wanted that Chiefs team to win. I certainly did, and um, they're back at it. They're in the same spot that they were last season. And then these teams, these teams face each other in the regular season earlier on. Um, I let's see here. It was a uh, yeah, it was very close minute. one. It was on a block kick, right? A block field goal from the Titans, and they. Uh, it was 38, thir- oh no, 35-32. Yeah, it was a three-point deficit. I knew it was that, but just insane game. Yeah. And it, it was uh, in Tennessee, I believe. And uh, yeah, yeah, in Tennessee. And it's just, what do you think, like, how do you think this game is going to go? Who's going to set the tone? It, it, it's so hard to say with the Chiefs being at home, but who do you really think is going to set the tone in this game? Like you said, the Titans are the hot team. Chiefs got insanely hot off that win. They looked so cold, but then they picked it up, and they're coming off one of the best wins in playoff history, in my mind. And, and like, who's going to set the tone in this game? Like, it's so hard to say. Well, I, I sure as hell don't expect it to be a high-scoring affair like the Houston-KC game was, but at the same time, I don't expect – either team to jump out to a 24-point lead. Um, and if Tennessee did, I mean, they need to play for all four quarters, unlike Houston. They kind of took their foot off the pedal, and um, Coach O'Brien kind of blew it with that that fake punt attempt, and that was kind of the turning point, kind of gave life to um, to Arrowfields. And, and, you know, those te- that team just feeds off that, that, that atmosphere. Obviously, one of the craziest, gnarliest stadiums to play in alongside Seattle and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, in New Orleans. But um, I, th- I expect it to be a, sh- um, a low-scoring game, regardless of who wins. Um, but I think, you know, Tennessee's going to stick to their guns and, and try to maintain the run game, feed Henry. Um, whereas Casey's going to, you know, Pat Mahomes is probably going to pull a magic uh, a rabbit out of his hat like he typically does. Um, I don't – it's, it's, it's going to be a crazy game, and you can't help but want to root for the little guy in Tennessee – um, obviously, they've only made it to one Super Bowl back when they to your Rams by what inches? Inch, um, inch. So, an inch, <laughs> one yeah. inch practically. So obviously, I mean, so so Tennessee's kind of the darling in this game, but at the same time, a lot of folks, like you mentioned, were, were rooting for KC last season to make it and came close, but wasn't able to do so. You've got the storyline with um, Coach Reed, like you said, he's he's made it to a Super Bowl back in his days with Philly, but hasn't won it. Um, I mean, there's just so many storylines as far as the game itself. Um, I don't, it's, yeah. it's kind of hard to say. You, you mentioned uh, Tannehill, the <clears throat> quarterback, and him kind of 
comparing him and his his uh, skill set to what the Niners have, I think it's more so similar to the skill set that Alex Smith had when when the Niners when he was uh, quarterback for the Niners because he was, um, you yeah. know, we, we were so dependent on one running back back then with Frank Gore, opposed to now we've got so many guys. Yes, Alex yeah. Smith, like you mentioned, kind of a game manager. You're not going to ask him to throw the ball, you know, 35, 40 times and expect him to win the game. Um, you expect, you know, a little more out of the defense. You expect the run game to control the tempo. Um, I'm hoping they can pull it off just because, you know, well, I haven't seen, no, we haven't seen KC win a Super Bowl either since what, Super Bowl three or something way back when. So either yeah. way, we're going to get a new champ, which is always awesome. Very um, good. It's just, it, I, it's kind of a coin toss. I mean, KC obviously has the firepower. They've got the, the personnel. They've got the, the, you know, star quarterback and, <laughs> Tennessee is just kind of the chip on their shoulder and the running back. There's really not a whole lot, not to discredit Tannehill, yeah. but he's not Pat Mahomes, you know? So, yeah. In regards to what I meant with um, the Niners, it, it's just more so that Niners run game, which we'll get to it while it's a split between so many talented guys, it like Derrick Henry and it, it goes, it's going to go to my next point. Derrick Henry it's that run game with him is incredible and it, it, it feels similar in terms of like, and two very well coached teams as well um, with, with, with their scheming and everything and their movement uh, before they snap the ball. But it's just Derrick Henry. Well, I mean, they don't even need to have movement and that guy, like, it seems like they're scared of him and I don't blame him. He's, he's a beast of a man. And it's just, it's just insane. The rushing leader and everything. I, I think like it's, it's going to be interesting to see what KC does to take him on. And yeah, like you said, it's KC Lamar Hunt, one of the, the he coined the the phrase Super Bowl. It was him that Lamar Hunt, the owner of the Chiefs, he he came up with it. The Chiefs have been out of it for so long and um it would be cool. It, I I agree. It would be incredibly cool to see Patrick Mahomes get his chance along with Reed. Um but what a heartbreaker it would be if they make it just to lose. But we won't get we won't get to that yet. That's for another pod. But um, yeah, uh, Tennessee seven point underdogs as of right now, which seems about right. I'll go on the road to Kansas City with as well as they're playing. And um, with all with all that said, what's your score prediction? Uh, like I said, I, I'm thinking something close and something low scoring, low scoring. For sure. yeah so i'm gonna probably say um 24 17 maybe or some something along those lines 24 gotcha. 24 14 maybe I, i'd be very surprised if it went over you know uh, something over 40 over 45 points i don't know what the over under is so i'm kind of spitballing it is it is uh 53 okay yeah. i i expect it to fly under that yeah, but, pretty high. But I would, I would find that under two. Same time. No, yeah, man. absolutely. No, it's it, it comes. You know, it 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 comes along with predicting. It's 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 a good thing to know. And yeah, it's fifty three points. It's it's a good amount of points. But with with the way these offenses have been playing, and um, it, it's just it. I think they're really gonna force. They're gonna have to force Ryan Tannehill to win this game, but. Derrick Henry can't be denied. Like everybody thought, like with with um his with with his carries and everything he's been getting, he's been getting a lot of work. And you have to wonder if that's going to tire a guy like that down. Like, it, it, but but he he looks like a machine out there. It looks like he's he's not 
slowing right. down at all. And it's like everybody thought he was going to slow down um, in Baltimore, at least, especially off of what he did against the Patriots, like helping the offense win that game. But it just didn't happen. And it's like, are they really going to go in there and do this again? And I, I think it's I think it'll shape up to be a classic. I think this will be a classic weekend in both uh, in both games. And we'll segue over to the NFC side right now. Um, at the big bell bottom, as Dan Hansis likes to say, Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, we got uh, San Francisco as seven and a half point favorites. The over under for that game is um, 46 and a half lower um, by a good amount. And um, so the last time these two teams met um, in the regular season, it it was just an absolute ass whooping by the San Francisco 49ers. They, they did not, the Packers never looked like they were in the game at all. And um, they just looked completely lost. One, like the Packers didn't look too strong all season. I definitely did not see them getting this far. If I'm completely honest with you, but they did what they could to uh, win that division. And now they're here in the NFC championship. And I just want to get your thoughts that, matchup prior to this one and just how much you think that will play in to Mike Pettin scheming, uh, Matt LaFleur scheming his offense, Aaron Rodgers being uh, experienced in the uh, in the playoffs. How, how do you think this is going to go? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, the, the earlier matchup back in week 12 was, like you said, an, exa- an ass whooping, you know, every which way. Um, yeah. And the funny thing is going into that game, you know, the Niners had somewhat of an easy schedule the first half with the exception of the Seattle game. So coming into this game, this kicked off like a, a gnarly uh, a gauntlet of opponent. Yeah, we had Green Bay Definitely followed gauntlet. by the game at Baltimore, followed by the green uh, game at New Orleans. And then uh, I think there was one other crazy game. Oh, was, Seattle was shortly after. So it was it was a gauntlet for sure. You know, tough opponents up and down that that end of the schedule. And they showed who they were in that gauntlet and it made me respect the hell out of them. But yeah, man. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. I, I just had so to throw that out there. They're, they're great sure. in, that, in that span. Yeah. So coming into that game, you know, everybody was saying, Oh, you guys are finally going to get a real opponent. And then look what happened. 37, eight was the final. And to be honest, the game wasn't even that close because uh, the only touchdown scored by green Bay in that game was kind of benefited from a, um, a questionable penalty on Richard Sherman on a third and long um, would have brought up a fourth and long. However, he was, he was uh, flagged for a, a controversial penalty and uh, green Bay ended up getting their lone touchdown out of it converted on the two point conversion and 37, eight was the final, but that only that's, that's only, you know, so much said about the game. Um, statistically, it was one of Aaron Rodgers' worst game of his career. Uh, he was sacked five times, constantly under pressure. He failed to complete a single pass beyond 10 yards, which is, you know, wild in its own right. Uh, yeah. The offense was over on third downs with Rodgers on the field. Uh, it wasn't until he was benched in the final minutes of the game that he, that uh, Green Bay finally converted on a third down, and it was by his backup quarterback, who I had never heard of prior to the game, uh, Tim Boyle, you know, whoever the hell that is. And <laughs> shockingly, no Green Bay Green Bay finished with only 81 yards uh, net net 81 yards passing. I think Rodgers had 103 or four, but after those sacks, you know, netted only 81 in total. Um, Obviously, Niner fans are kind of ex- thinking, you know, they're going to we're going to see the same exact game play out, which you know is rarely the case when teams face each other 
and then an ass whooping ensues and then you know the rematch it's it's unlikely the same thing's going to happen the same way um not that i don't think the niners are capable of winning again but just not in that exact fashion uh the the running back of green bay aaron jones he was on a terror prior to that game uh he became a non-factor because green bay fell behind by so many points so early and he was held only 38 yards um the niners shut out dalvin cook last week in Minnesota, uh, the Minnesota running back. So obviously they're capable of, you know, duplicating another shutdown performance in the running game. But anytime you've got a Hall of future Hall of Fame quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, on the field, he's capable of, of flipping the script and exposing or fixing the mistakes that he had in the earlier game. So I'm not expecting the Niners to, to necessarily shut him out as well as they did. However, with the pieces on the field and, you know, with the proper game plan from uh, defensive coordinator Robert Sala, you know, the Niners could very well put yeah. together another another uh, game plan to kind of, you know, prepare for Rodgers. But I just don't see it being a 37 to 8 or anything close to that. But uh, I, I think I agree. the key, yeah, it'll be the same kind of key, making Rodgers feel uncomfortable, <clears> getting <throat> to him. Uh, Devontae uh, Adams, their best receiver, he, he was coming off an injury in that game, so – he played, he scored the lone touchdown, but, um, you know, he was a hundred percent. Then again, yeah. either was our guy in, in, uh, in Kittle, George Kittle. Caught seven targets. He... Uh, yeah. Caught seven receptions off of 12 targets. Sorry to interrupt. But yeah, I was, I was looking at that because the, the, their box score is abysmal in this game. And, and on, on the Packers side, it's, it's just incredible. I, I did not realize like when you're watching the game and you see the score of the game, it, the Niners dominated, but when you actually look deep into these stats, it's it's crazy how they were just never within striking distance of being able to breathe on the Niners. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's insane. It's, it, it is insane. And like I said, a lot of Niners fans are expecting the same kind of game to play out identically to that Week 12 meeting, but that would just be silly to assume. I mean, Rodgers has been down this path before. Um, his two – his other two uh, – matchups against the Niners in the, in, in the playoffs didn't work out as well as he would have wanted uh, back when Kaepernick took us on that crazy ride to the Super Bowl yeah. that was against the uh, the Packers. And then we beat the Packers again the following year in Lambeau. So, I mean, he's had two cracks at us in the playoffs and both went in the Niners' favor. So, you know, I'm hoping the third time is not a charm, but, you know, it's Green Bay, it's the Packers, and it's Aaron Rodgers. So who's to say that, you know, he can't, you know, get him over the hump? Yeah, one hundred percent agreed. It's it. He's he's been here before, and Shanahan um, has been here before too. And you you have to wonder how he's going to be approaching this. He, he his offense looked very very uh, competent against the Vikings. That's not. I don't think that's a slouch defense at all. Mike Zimmer is a great defensive head, uh, defensive coach, great head coach in his own right. But uh, Shanahan look he outcoached him, and and. Zimmer is somebody who is known um, to outcoach young coaches like that. And, and, but Shanahan, he has a lot of miles on him, and he, 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 he knows what he's doing. And I, I, you can't look at that side of him anymore. He, he's proven that he can bring these teams up like he did with the Falcons and the Redskins and everything like that. So it's, it's just incredible what he's been able to do. And you brought up Salah. Salah is defensive coordinator of the year, without a doubt, I would say, with what he's been able to do. And, oh, gosh, that, that front that front seven with Bosa and Buckner and Fort, it's just going to be it, – it, it's – I'm kind of going back on, on what I'm thinking because 
it could be an Aaron Rodgers as one of those games, or it could just be another absolute ass whooping. Like it could, like it was. Like I feel like I don't know if there's going to be any in between. Like I feel like the Niners could have the Packers playing from behind in the first half and just like we, we go sure. going into halftime and it's like, what is Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur right. going to do against these guys? Or what is Mike Pettin going to do against George Kittle and this core of running backs and Debo and everybody? It's like, what? It, it, but it, if, if, if the Aaron Rodgers we know shows up in the first half, that obviously won't happen, but it's like, these Niners, they're 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 capable of doing that to this Packers sure. team, and and it's it's a, it's a very interesting matchup. I I would say the, both these games have the capacity to go both those ways, and you you could say that about any any football game ever played. But like it's like with championship games like this, it's like with will the experience really come to flourish? And and uh, something that something that came to mind with um. Matt LaFleur is he's uh, like I said earlier part of the Sean McVay regime um first year head coach doing incredibly well under the circumstances of, of everything the Packers have been a quiet 13 and 3 this year they, they 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 a lot of people weren't really sold similar to the Niners like a lot of people weren't sold on this uh division winning team but I have to wonder if LaFleur with you know playing against the Niners twice a year um with the Rams I wonder if he's going to try to get any sort of um, uh, advice from McVay or Wade Phillips or anything, because after that, after that beat down, you have to expect that he's going to be trying to totally avoid that and coach the best game of his young head coaching career thus far, because if it happens again, like it's, it's just, it's just so bad. And, and, and for the record, um, the last four teams left in the postseason, um, three of them are in the top five for DVOA. Uh, Kansas City, 40%, and um, Tennessee behind them at four. San Francisco at five, um, average DVOA. And then the Packers are far down at 15 in the middle of the pack of the whole of the whole league. So you have to think that comes into play with that, the, 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 the yardage the bulk of yarders that they let go and that that's not going to help when you're playing against somebody like George Kittle and um, their wide receiver core, who has been absolutely stellar um, with since Emmanuel Sanders has shown up and Debo and everything. Like they've just, it's, I really feel like this could get away from green Bay and, and I really do feel, I, I and, and I'm not even looking at it like, because they're so uh, the Niners are so strong on the defensive side. I'm not looking at it from the other angle that it could get away from the Niners. And I feel like it would really shock me if it got away from the Niners um, in, in the way I'm speaking yeah. about Green Bay, because it's, it's crazy, man. Like they're, they, it's they, those chunk plays and, and the Shanahan play calls. I feel like they're just going to get those chunk plays and they're going to put them on their heels. And I feel like it could get ugly quick, but I, can't count out Aaron Rodgers, yeah. of course. I mean, it could get ugly quick. For, I, I'd be surprised if it got ugly quick for the Niners, not to say that they can't lose, but if they lost, I, I would expect it to be a close loss just because the Niners, all their losses this season have Same been here. at the very end by single digits. Uh, you know, so it's been – it has there hasn't been any straight ass weapons that they've received. They've been, you know, on the giving end. Um, and like you said, it could get ugly quick for Green Bay just like the last game did some five plays in Aaron Rodgers was sacked, fumbled the ball and the Niners capitalized one play 
later with a touchdown. So I don't expect them to come out firing quite like that. But if they did, it could get ugly quick for Green Bay. Um, you know, if Green Bay was to, to, you know, weasel out a win in this one, I would expect it to be a little on the closer end opposed to it being, you know, a beatdown. Um, so who knows? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, looking at the injury report, uh, San Francisco looks pretty damn healthy. Like just some probably uh, days off, did not practices for George Kittle. Of course, I am I don't think nothing's wrong with Kittle. And Mostert was full participant. Quan Alexander, Quan, Quan Alexander was limited, but it's he ain't going to – they're not going to miss this game. Tevin Coleman was full. Um, on the Packers' side, Geronimo Allison did not practice. I'm pretty sure that was just a um, – caution just a, a off day yeah and uh bulaga was limited they have a they have a they have a they have a list of guys that are on this that are pretty big players but uh a good amount of limiteds and you have to be certain that they're gonna play um it's gonna be a big game for the niners and their fans after all these years of tor- uh these years of ter- turmoil that they've experienced at post harbaugh era uh especially for you 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 went to uh, was that the was that the last game that you went to at Levi's was the Packers beating the San Francisco 49ers 17 to three Colin Kaepernick? Was it was that the, the last, last game, you... game, but it was at it Levi's. Was, it was actually, okay. Yeah, it was my first game at Levi's. It was in their second year of uh, the stadium <laughs> being around, and you know the Cheeseheads showed out. They you know got a good traveling fan base, but uh, I'd be very surprised if there was as many Packer fans in the stadium this this coming week because I mean. Yeah, you know, everybody and their brother, Niner fans, wants to be at this game because, you know, it's the first NFC championship at Levi's Stadium. Last week was the first home playoff game at Levi's. So, you know, everybody wants to be at that game, I'd imagine. Huge, huge game. It's 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 going to be a good one, man. And um, I. I think. So we're going to come to our score predictions and I I want to say Niners win this game. I'm going to go with like a 31, like similar similar to their performance against the Vikings. They went 27-10. I'm going to say 31 points to the Packers, 18 or 17, somewhere in that realm. I think, yeah, I, think that, it's a two, I think it I think it's a two-score game. I really do. I really do think that 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 Kyle Shanahan coaches his team up and and brings them through. I I would I would be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if it was close, but I, be I, shocked if not, <laughs> I hope, not, yeah. I hope you're right because, well, last week wasn't even what about you? a close. A close. Last week wasn't even a close game, but just the no. nerves, you know. I, I'm thinking a little more close. I would love the outcome that you just, you know, predicted, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something like 27-17. So again, a two-score game, but you know, only ten point difference. I, I I'm hoping gotcha. not. I, I'd rather them blow doors on on Green Bay because, you know, anything close, and I'm gonna be, you know in the corner, eat my fingernails. So <laughs> I wouldn't blame you at all, man. I, uh, with the season, I feel like I was on autopilot this season. Like I really, the Super Bowl just took it out of me and you've been there before, obviously, um, again, uh, the Ravens, the 2013, then, and I, I just felt like this season, it was, I felt like every uh, inch of my football fandom was drained out of me, uh, in February and like coming back to season, I was excited, but I, it, that Rams team wasn't the same. And I, I know you don't want to feel that way. And I'm sure the way you feel right now, you're like on cloud nine. Cause I, I, I miss that feeling so yeah. much and I'll live vicariously through you, but sure. it, 
in regards to that, who is the most ideal Super Bowl matchup for the 49ers in Miami? Um, ideally, I mean, you want it as easy as possible, but not to say either team in the, I mean, obviously it's not going to be an easy game. If, if the other team makes it the Super Bowl, they're, you know, worth a damn and, and worth taking, taking serious. Uh, but Absolutely. honestly, I, I like our chances better against Tennessee just because the success we've had against run games earlier this year, last week, for example, um, I think Tannehill, I think our, our secondary or our D line even would, would cause fits for him all day long. Whereas Mahomes, the times the Niners have struggled has been against the running quarterback, like um, the consensus MVP in, in uh, Jackson, he didn't have a spectacular game throwing, but he did have a hundred rushing yards against us. And, and the success that he did have was with him out of pocket on the run. Um, Russell Wilson gives us headaches every time we face him. Uh, who else? Kyler Murray, the rookie, both times we faced him, he was no slouch. And, and that, that was, uh, you know, yeah. those were headache games for that, for that defense. So obviously Mahomes is a lot more mobile than say Tannehill is. So I think I like our chances better against Tennessee just because they don't have as many weapons, but obviously Henry's, you know, a monster right now. So they're, you know, if, if we were to face them, you know, I, I like our chances as well, but he's, he's just on a whole nother level, but I will say that, uh, the history is on both the Niners and the Titans side going into this week because uh, the teams that have won the regular season matchup since both of these games will be a rematch uh, in the last five seasons, seven of those conference title games have been rematches and the team that won the regular season matchup has gone six and one in the rematch. So, you know, they can wow. do it again, but, Interesting. You know, but honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if these games went either way. I wouldn't be surprised if we had a Titans Packers Super Bowl. I wouldn't be surprised if we had Chiefs Niners. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of a coin toss both ways. Yeah, and um, a Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl, as intriguing as that sounds, as a football fan, um, it, it would be incredibly cool to see the, you know, the changing of the guard with uh, Mahomes and Rodgers coming to the end of his career, but still certainly uh, not playing as well as he, he had, but still a force nonetheless like you have to you have to watch out for Aaron Rodgers but like and a call back to the very first Super Bowl ever played um I think that would be incredibly cool but I do like these new younger uh the Titans in particular like I I I really would appreciate seeing something like that but I'm rooting for Andy Reid I'm rooting for you (laughs) I'm rooting for you I gotta say uh I, I you know I harbor a lot of uh saltiness this season in regards to the two teams that uh led the Rams in the NFC West but they're they're incredible teams and I it's hard not to root for um Shanahan and what he's doing with uh Jimmy G and everything and I I would I would love to see him make it back especially after he fumbled that lead against the, the Patriots um with the Falcons so I he that he needs to get that like similar to Steve Young, he's gonna get the monkey off his back. <laughs> so that's we we that's a lot of there's a lot of narratives that we could speak about before yeah. um, these games. Uh, well, after these games are played, but it's gonna be very interesting weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I think both these games are gonna be incredibly hard fought and just. I, I, I love watching good football. I just love watching good football, and I feel I feel like that's what we're going to get. The Niners uh, the Niners against the Vikings, I felt the Niners didn't really have to play their best football against the Vikings, even though they did play incredibly hard and they, they put it on them. I feel like 
that wasn't even their peak. They were definitely, and, yeah, pulling their punches. Like, they had a lot more Yeah, it seemed like it. They didn't showcase. And even the players yeah. mentioned that, like, they, they had a lot more plays drawn up, but they got so far ahead in the game, kind you know, somewhat early to the point where they didn't even have to bring out all that firepower as far as, you know, the, what was on the drawing board for Shanahan. And just to, touch on, just to touch on what you said about the matchups, I mean, it sucks that, teams like the Titans and the Chiefs on the AFC side are, are, are this far because, you know, we're so used to seeing the same damn Patriots every year. It's a bummer that the yeah. Niners are in it this year because any other year I'd be, you know, kind of pulling for, you know, that new that new face on the AFC, whether it had been, you know, Kansas City or, or Tennessee. But obviously with my yeah. Niners in it, I'm going to be pulling for, the, for, for my team. But anybody else, crazy. you know. Yeah, so. It's crazy, man. First – First uh, quarterback to be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, that is not Brady, Roethlisberger, uh, Manning, or Flacco. Is it finally happened? This it, I think since uh, 2003. Yeah, it's the first time it, that one of those guys <laughs> will not be representing their team in the Super Bowl for sure. Talking about a breath it, of fresh air. Sheesh. It's it's something we desperately needed, and we needed it years ago last year but um man it's always good talking to you great conversation i'm really looking forward to it we're we're gonna get a reaction pod i'm sure um we're gonna get that going hopefully on the, the celebration side for you i'm rooting for you yeah um, i got we, a lot of love for you so if, i i really hope you come out on the happy side i hope it's a happy conversation we have uh as you're looking forward to your team head to miami that that's so ideal, but we got to see what happens. Game's got to be played. Yeah. Well, if you don't hear from me, if we end up losing, you'll know why. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll run it solo, and uh, it's it's all good. But I, I don't think that's gonna happen. I'm I'm really, I'm really looking forward to. It. I think the Niners got it, man. 31-18. I'm I'm rolling with that. I hope it's close. <laughs> I'm not really really good with score predictions, but we're gonna roll with that. But um, good talking to you. Follow my boy. At Frazier knows best. Hit up his blog. Read read everything. Catch up before the game. Have, do, have you put out a a pre NFC Championship blog yet? Yeah. So I just did the Vikings Niners recap, and then at the end I kind of gave a Check little that gave out. a little preview. So appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, look forward to talking to you soon, and uh, hopefully let maybe uh got a got an interesting weekend. Uh, I won't I won't elongate this pod, but. Got an interesting weekend in uh, Conor McGregor land too, so maybe maybe we can catch that too. But nonetheless, I'll uh, I'll be hitting you up soon and seeing getting your reaction to these games. So all right, bro. Catch you guys later. Have a good one.